This reporter places the blame for all of this squarely on you, the viewers. Uh, would you say we'd be venturing into a zone of danger? It doesn't matter what you think! They took your damn! You're listening to the Our Take Podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know, all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the full head and... Uh, it was really hard to cut it off. <laughs> and Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions. And I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. This is the RJ Podcast. Well, from Scary Parrot Media Studios in Ogden, Utah, this is the Arctic Podcast. I'm Brian. <laughs> I am Spencer. <laughs> it is December 30th. And it is blizzarding. It is blizzarding. Out the window. Holy crap. On this day in history, in 1922, the USSR was established. Oh. You know what the USSR stands for? Uh, uh, United Soviet something of Russia. Sovereign? uh. The Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Because it was more than just Russia, right? Yes. That's that's a Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. (laughs) Crazy. Uh, I wonder how they came up with that name. Right? It was uh, a confederation of Russia, Belorussia, Ukraine, and the Transcaucasian Federation, <laughs> which was later divided into the Georgian... <laughs> the Republican Party? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> later divided into the Georgian, Azerbaijan, and the Armenian Republics. Huh. Transcaucasian Party. I went to one of those last week. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, not what I was expecting. Here, yeah. was, I was thinking it was a socialist party, but <laughs> there was a bunch of Caucasian trans people there. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, there's a hyphen for the party that you went to, trans hyphen Caucasian. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. if you hashtagged it, you Oops. yeah, you might not have. That's what happened there. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it is freaking blizzard. We might have to do an all-nighter. Yeah. If uh, if Brian's uh, car gets stuck, we'll just have to stay on we'll the quote-unquote air. We'll, we'll get on uh, live video and live stream the weather. Yeah. We'll go outside and pretend like it's blowing really hard like they do uh, during the hurricanes. You know, <laughs> get a fan. Can or you hear us, Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> you saw those videos, right, of them oh, faking yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, they yeah. were like the guy was in knee high water, but then people were walking right behind him, yeah. and he was just like in a puddle or something. Yeah, and it was funny. This storm will kill you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and your kids too. And your kids die too because you can't survive. You can't survive it, and your kids die too. <laughs> I'll never get over it, man. Yeah. That he just t- adds that on at the end. You know that wasn't on the teleprompter. No, what? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> like in his head, like he's like, anyone you know would, what would sound better after this. It's like anyone would write that on the teleprompter. There's no was any of this on the teleprompter. Should have been an exclamation like, uh, question mark. Can you imagine your kids the teleprompting <laughs> guy typing this in? This storm will kill. He was laughing. It he's will like, kill your children. Is he really going to say this? Everyone you know who wants to mess with it. Uh, Shep, I want to talk to you about tonight's uh, <laughs> script here. Anyway, this storm might actually kill me. Maybe it's already sticking. It's only been snowing for like. 10 minutes. Yeah. Something like that. It was, Crazy. Very, it was very nice earlier today. That's good. It's yeah. good because the snow clears out the air. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the air being cleared out, so there I was yesterday standing in line at Maverick. Yeah. Gas and station. The, uh, yeah. Sorry. The gas station Maverick. I was getting a- Adventures first stop. A Diet Coke. 
and uh, there was a guy in front of me. And it sounded like he knew the cashier, like they were friends or something, uh, because he was talking about how he was moving. And it didn't sound like he was saying, oh, I'm going to move now. You know, it, it sounded like they were saying goodbye, like he was leaving that day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he said the reason he was moving was because of the air quality. He said, I, I got to get out of here. The air, the air is killing me. Right. But. What do you think he was buying at Maverick? Cigarettes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I went outside and walked, sat in my car, and he was smoking outside the building. Come on, man. He couldn't even wait. He didn't do it in his car. He's just right outside the building. So That's I'm, weird. <laughs> maybe the air plus the cigarette smoke it's a double whammy yeah, so like are we missing one something? or the other <laughs> are we missing something here where the pollution is worse for you than cigarettes uh, yeah 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 there actually there was a a report the other day I, where did i see it? it was a legit report it was from a u.s today today or something uh-huh. uh that apparently not exercising is worse than smoking huh yeah so you should be getting 20 minutes of cardio a day or else it's pretty much worse than smoking. That's interesting. Yeah. So I guess you can't say anything about smokers. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you smokers. <laughs> Unless you do your 20 minutes a day, then you can judge them all you want. I so guess. I don't know. if you smoke and work out 20 minutes a day, you're just breaking even. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> you should live exactly the normal lifespan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I have to find that report. But yeah. That's weird. Um. Anyway... And other Maverick news, yeah. gas station news. Um, I went to a Seven Eleven the other day. That's my favorite. Really? That's what we have here today. Seven Eleven, Seven Eleven Dew is the best. Yeah, I do prefer fountain drinks over anything else. Yeah, but I like Maverick because they have the pebbled ice. Oh, uh, you're, you're a nugget ice guy. Do you eat the ice? No, no. But this this is what I want to I want to ask you. Do you think? That the ice plays a role in the taste of the soda. Because when I get ice uh, at 7-Eleven or Mavericks, because they have both, yeah, I feel like the soda tastes a little flatter. Do you think well, that's in my mind? Well, we need to test it. <laughs> okay. We need to go to Maverick, get the exact same fountain diet Coke. Right. One with nugget ice, one with cubed ice. Uh-huh. Blind test. Okay. All right, yeah, we we should do that because I just it, we can use the styrofoam, so you can't even tell. You can't the even tell. Yeah, I think that uh, I think the nugget ice melts faster. You, really? Because I think the other one. I don't know. If it, I don't know. I don't know. We need to test it out. I just I'd like to get people's opinion on this. If 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 you're if you're listening to this, get on Facebook and tell me. If you think I'm crazy, or if it, if it does make any kind the of soda difference, tastes different. With different ice. Cubed ice versus nugget ice. Or just whatever. Right. Because there is the, there's a, a lot of people that liked the nugget ice oh. over cubed ice. When Ashley was pregnant, uh-huh. she went through probably 100 ounces of nugget ice. Really? Day. Yeah. Because yeah. you can you can buy it from, like, what, Sonic? And yeah. Yeah, you just go. And they have, like, seven times filtered water. Yeah. Or something at Sonic <laughs> with their nugget ice. Yeah, yeah. I had an idea. What? I thought I have thought for a long time about freezing mountain dew in ice cube trays so that <laughs> <And> popsicle <laughs> so that it doesn't become watered down i know it would lose the carbonation yeah but then it wouldn't be watered down 
You know what I mean? You put that in your soda to keep it cold. Oh, I see. What you're Mountain saying. Dew flavored ice to keep it cold. Okay. Right. That that could be a business. Uh, we I should, know. We should we should look into. Yeah, starting. they got like the they got the flavor shots, and over here for an extra fifty cents, you can get ice flavored in the <laughs> drink that you're getting, so that it doesn't water down. Or or instead of freezing the soda, freeze the syrup. Even better. You Even might have to. Better. You might have to to water it down with soda water just a little bit, so it doesn't melt into just straight a gelatinous. Yeah. yeah. But it would, yeah. So every cube that melts, your drink gets more potent in flavor yeah. and and sugar and caffeine. So if if it's that day when you you get your drink and leave it in the car and yeah. forget about it for a minute, you come back and, and it's delicious. And you're just like, whoa, <laughs> wow, that this the, is insane. That was the best swig I've ever had. <laughs> you know, you'd be tempted to like purposely let it melt. Right, right. You leave it on your hood in the summer. <laughs> Anyway, that was an idea. Yeah. And yeah. maybe someone's already done it. I've never heard of it. We should try it and see if it works. Well, what's it called when you when you declare something an invention? A trademark? No, like you have to say. Yeah, but there's like a day. You you say like on this day, I have proof that the I, the concept oh, was. Oh, well then prove it proof, right now. Proof of concept. <laughs> That's what it's called. It's December <laughs> on, 30th, 2018. Sunday, December 30th this, at 3.02 p.m. This day in history. <laughs> Brian Sherman had the idea of putting flavored ice cubes. Soda flavored or syrup flavored or all the above. Any. <laughs> yeah. To, so as to not let your drink lose flavor as it waters down. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Although some people like that. Like they think oh, oh. it's too sweet to begin with. Well, then don't, you know, then just get some water. <laughs> There's have, a water button right next to it. Or there's actually just a soda button, too. That's true. Straight yeah, up soda, soda, which I've been known to use occasionally. Yeah? Yeah. You think drinks are too sweet sometimes? Uh, I don't know, sometimes. Oh, never done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Proof of concept. Yeah, I like it. Done. Well, you, I'm going to try it. Done. I'm going to try it. Uh, I've got some bottled Dr. Pepper upstairs. I'll try it with that. I mean, if there was a way to store carbonation in ice, I don't know. That, I don't that'd it. be weird. I don't think it could. And you put like dry eyes? effervescent in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get some Alka-Seltzer at the same time. <laughs> we don't want to cause cancer or anything. <laughs> right. But we don't want your drinks to be watered down. Right. That's more important. Well, we might as well put like nicotine in it too or something. Yeah, a little crack. Get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little glob of uh, powder. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. So Blizzard and sodas and uh, patents and what have you. Yeah. So uh, what has you fired up, fired, farted up today? Fired well, up. I got to be honest. This is not going to be a happy episode. Oh. Maybe we'll bring it back later. <laughs> we will bring it back later. Okay. Um, so do you remember the federal judge in Parkland that said that the, the cops were not constitutionally bound to protect the children? Yeah, we had a discussion about that a couple episodes ago. We're going back. Okay. The Sun Sentinel, a uh, news agency in, I, I believe, in Florida, uh-huh. um, did this incredible piece of reporting called Unprepared and Overwhelmed. Okay. And it's basically, as you scroll through, through the article, it goes through like the 48 minutes of the shooting event at... Marjorie Stillman Douglas High School. Mm-hmm. Shows you where the cops are, where the shooter is, has radio traffic that you can listen to, has video you can watch, and it's showing all of the failures. Wow. And I am lit about this. Okay. 
Okay, I, I text it to my dad, and I said, Dad, if you've got 25 minutes to scroll, this is unbelievable reporting and a horrifying reality. And he texts me back about an hour later, unfucking believable. Yeah. So let's just let's just go through this step by step. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna call the the perpetrator, the gunman. I don't want to say his name, because, yeah. you know, yeah. fuck him. Uh, so it should be noted that there were many heroes that day, uh-huh. but there were also many many failures. Right. And I want to go through these with you because I want you. I want to get your genuine reaction as we go through it. Okay. Okay. So the gunman has an AR-15. Yes. He approaches the school that he is not a student at anymore. Right. At 2.19 and 54 seconds p.m. Okay. okay. A, an unarmed uh, security monitor, monitor, which is a coach. Apparently they had these coaches or teachers not on their, like on their off period driving around uh, in golf carts. Oh, okay. One of them sees him from across the campus. And you, you feel free, if you're listening to this, Google, Google this thing and you can follow along with me. So you see the, the, the gunman and you see a, a coach, Medina. He sees him. Okay? So Andrew Medina sees him and he sees him w- with a rifle bag. Okay? Okay. He recognizes the gunman as, quote, the crazy boy. Oh. The former student that he and his colleagues had predicted most likely to shoot up the school. He's not a student there anymore. Okay? He radios another campus monitor, but he does not pursue the gunman and does not call a code red. All right. So benefit of the doubt here, maybe he's going to see his brother. I think his brother was a student there. Maybe he didn't recognize the the bag as a rifle bag. Either way, he does radio another campus monitor and say, hey, crazy boy's here. All right? First weird thing. Yeah. We'll call that one a weird thing. We're, we're going to get into straight up failures and negligence that, later. That's a pretty big failure already. Yeah. It should be noted. I don't know if this is relevant, but Medina was school investigators. School investigators tried to fire him earlier, like that year, for sexually harassing students, but the district administrators overruled him. Okay. If you look at the top of the article as you're scrolling with me, it says the time since the gunman's arrival. So you can follow along with the time and also how long he's been on the campus. Okay. Okay. Another unarmed monitor, David Taylor, sees him enter the hallway of building 12 from the other end of the hallway, like the length of the building. Okay. And there's a picture of him looking at the gunman. So David Taylor, a campus monitor, sees the gunman. He has yet to take his gun out. He just is entering the building at the same time that Taylor is walking through the hallway. Taylor turns around, does not engage. He turns around, goes downstairs. He claims that he was going to meet the gunman on the next floor down because he thought he was going downstairs. But later we find out that he hid in a janitor's closet. Just okay. right right away? As soon as he heard the first gunshots, okay. which is only like 30 seconds after this sighting. He is downstairs. I think he's downstairs and he hides in a, a janitor's closet. Okay. He does not call a code red. Gunman has not fired any shots, but he's been on campus for a minute 29. The gunman then meets a freshman boy in the stairwell. They just kind of, you know, cross paths. Right. As he's loading his gun, and there's a video of this one if you want to watch it, 
as he's loading his gun, he tells this freshman, you'd better get out of here. Things are going to start getting messy. Okay. So that young man books it out of the building, runs to a coach who was also a campus monitor and tells him what he was just told. Saw a guy loading a gun, told him it was going to get messy. That coach was Aaron Feiss. Feiss has a radio because he's a monitor, does not call a code red, which would lock down the building. Mm-hmm. He fires the first shots, killing three people immediately in the hallway. The guy that ran down the, that went down the stairs, Taylor, mm-hmm. he then ducks into the janitor's closet. He's been on campus for a minute 44. It says here employees were uncertain who had the authority to call a code red. Now, come on. You listen to me. Mm-hmm. You are a, a monitor, a security monitor. Right. Tasked with probably trying to find truant kids. Right. But you're also tasked with protecting, right? Mm-hmm. If you were this coach or a teacher who was acting as a security monitor and you heard gunshots and you heard it, you had a guy run at you and tell you, and then you heard the gunshots and you have a radio, would you wonder whether or not you had the authority to lock down the building? Yeah, that seems weird. Why not just, I don't know. It gets worse. It gets way, way worse from here. So how bad do you think this is right now? Three different people have been told about him or seen him. This could have already been stopped. Like he could have, he shouldn't have even gotten to the school. He shouldn't have made it past the first hallway. Like Now, Now we get to things that we've learned since Columbine. Are you familiar with hard corners? Yeah. There are corners in a classroom where you can't see that corner from the door. Okay. So if the door is locked, you, it's impossible to shoot through. Let's say the door you can you can let's say you could shoot through the door. You still couldn't hit people in this hard corner. So like we're in your bedroom here. Mm-hmm. This would be the hard corner over here. Right. Okay. Since Columbine, many classrooms and teachers have painted a line or used tape to to designate the hard corner, mm-hmm. so kids know to run there during a lockdown. Okay. It's later found out that only two teachers in this whole building have done that for their students. All the other hard corners are blocked. Okay? Scroll down a little bit. You'll see the map of – where is it? Well, it, it's, it's later. It shows the map of how he walked through the building. Okay? Mm-hmm. He doesn't enter any classroom, Spencer. He enters no classrooms. He shoots through the windows and kills like seven people on that first floor mm-hmm. by shooting through windows. So had hard corners been established – None of those kids would have died. One minute, 44 in, they get a 911 call. All right? Okay. They say there's a shooting going on at the school. Police send help. Then it goes dead. You can hear gunshots in the background. Because it was called from a cell phone, it routes to a different dispatcher than relevant to the precinct in charge. So then that dispatcher has to call the other dispatcher and say there's been a report of shooting. So it's wasted moments. Okay? Okay. The cop that we talked about last time scott peterson he is aware because he's on the radio Mm -hmm. and he's near he's near building 12 where the shooter is he's near there he meets up with the first guy who said hey i saw a crazy boy right gets in a golf cart with him they start heading towards building 12 basically he goes through the first floor unchallenged uh if you scroll a little bit to where it says time since gunman's arrival three minutes 23 you can see how he entered the, the building so he enters the door, goes into the stairwell where he meets that freshman kid. He loads his gun, walks out, shoots three people in the hall immediately, 
then goes door to door shooting into classrooms on both sides. Yellow dots are people injured. So in the first one, there's five injured, three dead. The second classroom, three injured, one dead. Three people dead in the hallway. Next classroom, two dead, four injured. He just keeps going down, shooting through the doors. So if people aren't looking at this, these are doors that are right next to each other that go into opposing classrooms. So like most schools. Right. So he's, he's peering through the little window in the door and shooting with his AR-15. Right. So crazy. Just the first floor alone is insane what he was able to pull off. Had there been hard corners, this probably wouldn't have happened. He didn't go in. He didn't go into these classrooms. He shot through the windows. On the second floor... Where, were the doors locked yet? Like, to the classrooms? Does it say? It doesn't say until after the code red is issued. So it still and, hasn't been issued yet? No. No. So he then he moves up to the second floor. Teachers on the bottom floor, he's been on campus now for three minutes and 42 seconds. Teachers on the second floor heard the shooting downstairs, mm-hmm. so they closed their doors, covered the windows. So he's not able to kill anyone on the second floor. Okay. Smart, quick-thinking teachers. Right. The cop has still not entered Building 12, which we know this from the last episode we talked about. Right. Scott Peterson takes cover between Building 7 and 8, where they're just, they're just adjacent to Building 12. Um, instead of confronting the killer, he radios for a nearby intersection to be blocked off so that, I guess, other emergency personnel can get in. Okay. He's the only law enforcement there. At four minutes and six seconds in, because a code red hasn't been issued, his AR-15 sets off a fire alarm. Okay. Kids evacuate into the hall. Oh. A social studies teacher, Ernie Rospierski, directs student back into his classroom, but his door locks behind him and the keys are inside his classroom. Because there's vaping in the school, the bathrooms are locked. These students are trapped in the hallway. So he basically sprays into the crowd. A geography teacher was killed while he was holding open the classroom door. If you go down, you can see it's pretty pretty scattered where uh, the gunman was in terms of on the third floor. He just, you see, he's just shooting into the crowd here. They really didn't hear the shots on the third floor? Like guns? I... They heard the shots, but then they hear a fire alarm. So they evacuate. Right. And I don't know. It was a solid building, which we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I'm, I know this is horrible. This is amazing reporting. Yeah. And is. this should be like bombshell shit because this is a failure on so many levels. Right. You can see these two girls and this young man, Joaquin and Meadow and Kara, or Kara, are killed huddled by doorways that are locked. They can't get in. That's why they're killed. One, one teacher does block the stairwell from the outside with his foot, not allowing the killer to uh, go to the next floor. Great. Hero. Right. He then moves to the uh, teacher's lounge, tries to shoot through the window at people running out, but it's bulletproof hurricane glass, okay. so he can't get to him. We're now 5 minutes, 41 seconds, so he's on the top floor or the highest floor he could get to in the teacher's lounge. Um, finally, 5 minutes and 44 seconds in, Scott Peterson issues the lockdown. Now, I had an idea of allowing for 5 minutes and 44 seconds of silence with random gunshots for our listeners to listen to. Because that's a really, really long time. Uh, it is. It For, is. To hear random gunshots from an AR-15, you can hear them outside. You can hear them through the floor. Five minutes, 44 seconds. He issues a code red, still does not enter the building. We know he never once enters the building. Ever. He stays huddled between buildings seven and eight for 48 minutes. 48 minutes? 48 minutes. He leaves his spot 
six minutes or something like that before they cleared the last classroom. And I'll get to why there was a failure on that. Post-Columbine, all cops were told to run towards the gunfire. And their training says you shall run towards the gunfire. Right. Okay? Don't set up a perimeter. That doesn't matter. Run towards the gunfire. Any shot you hear could be someone dying. Yeah. Right? The, the, the sheriff mm-hmm. in Broward County changed the word from shall to may. Why? Why did he do that? Why would you change that? When did he do that? I don't know when he did it, but why would you do that? So no sheriff's deputies enter the building. You know who goes in the building? Hmm. Coral Springs Police Department. They show up and immediately go in. I think it was four of them. Four or five of them. Just go right in. And they're asked later during the investigation, why'd you do that? And they're like, because that's what we're trained to do. They're children inside. You go towards the gunfire. You ask the Broward County deputies why they didn't. Well, I don't know. I don't know the last time we had active shooter training. Oh. And the language in our rules was changed to May. You may run towards the gunfire. That's the whole thing just seems. They're all hearing it. There's one cop who is on the other side of the campus near the football field. If you look, it's basically almost all the way across the campus horizontally. He is on the north. I don't know what this is, but the far corner of the, of the track and football field. Mm-hmm. And he radios in shots fired at the football field. No, there weren't. The shots are fired at building 12. So he creates more confusion and more deputies arrive just to block off the street. One deputy arrives, Spencer, he arrives, his, his body cam is on. Uh-huh. He casually walks to the back of his car, flips up the, the hatch, unlocks his locker, pulls out his bulletproof vest, undoes the Velcro, puts it over his body, puts it on, closes everything, and then stays behind his car for another seven minutes. What? All while you can hear, hear gunshots on his body cam. And this is the Broward County Broward County Sheriff. Sheriff's deputies. It we sound, got props to Coral Springs Police Department because they went in immediately. It sounds like they might have a culture problem. Yeah. I Did people lose their jobs over <clears throat> this? I don't know. I know that they called for the, – the, here's, the, here's the thing. There's a bunch of things that piss me off that we're going to go over. Oh, okay. But – this sheriff was on all of those. Remember those like memorials where uh, Emma Gonzalez was there and arguing with the NRA. He was there, and then like a week later, some stuff comes to light, and they're like, "We want you to resign." I don't know if he ever did. The last shots are fired uh, seven minutes and sixteen seconds in. Okay, he drops his rifle. He drops his. He had a vest, a tactical vest on. Mm-hmm. He drops that in the stairway and runs out the building. And there's footage of him on security running. The gunman runs to a subway, gets a drink, leaves there, goes to a McDonald's. He's long gone. Okay? Seven minutes and 16 16 seconds is when the last shots were fired. He is gone at eight minutes in. He was only there for eight minutes. And I use only because of what happens next. Okay? Okay. (laughs) I use only because of the lapses that happen here. Eight minutes is a really long time. For someone to be standing outside of a building hearing gunshots. Yeah, that's... And not enter. That's... Coral Springs gets there first. They enter. They immediately see the, the coach who has been shot and killed. Actually, he wasn't dead yet. Uh-huh. They pulled him outside to safety and he died later. Okay. He's running down the campus. Um, Scott Peterson, the deputy who did nothing, actually radios in. And it's the audio was on this page. 
to tell all of his other deputies to stay at least 500 feet away from the building. Why? Yeah. Why? What, what kind of police work is this? Okay. Let's just finish this. That's after gunshots are over. Gunshots are over. The gunman is out of the building. Do they, they don't know They don't that know yet. that. And I'm going to tell you why they don't know that next. Okay. As the sheriff's department started staging with the principals of the school, they were watching security footage. And there's video of, first of all, a command post can't be arranged for some reason. There's a uh, sheriff's captain, Jan Jordan. She can't figure out how to start a command post. So someone underneath her eventually takes over the, the situation. Mm-hmm. They're looking up video of of the school. They're looking. They go into the surveillance video room, okay. And he, one, a cop is in there with an assistant principal, and they're saying, "We're looking at the video." He asks the vice principal three times, "Is this live?" He says, "Yes," three times. The video was 20 minutes behind. Oh, my goodness. 20 minutes behind. He's making announcements into the school building. The gunman is on the second floor, but he was there 20 minutes ago. The gunman by now is at the subway getting a drink. Wow. 20 minutes behind, and he didn't know? You don't know that? I just think that a lot of these failures come from the it'll never happen here mentality. Yeah. And I don't think that that is a mentality that any school anywhere can have now. The sergeant, I agree. The sergeant who was running the video with the principal knew that the video was behind by 20 minutes for seven minutes before he told the cops that were inside the building. (laughs) The cops are inside the building, armed, creeping upstairs, thinking that he's still there. Wow. And they don't know. And then finally he's like, oh, it's 20 minutes behind. And they're like, well, shit, he's not here anymore. It's at that point, for 48 minutes later. What time are you on? I am at the gunman arrived 51 minutes and 26 seconds ago is when Scott Peterson finally leaves his hiding place between buildings 7 and 8. The gunman left 43 minutes ago. Hmm. Final classrooms were entered 57 minutes after he arrived. How many kids bled out because no one went into that building? He had been gone for almost an hour before they got to the last classroom to evacuate. Wow. What's your gut? What's, what's, what's going on in your head? Because when I read this, I almost threw up. I just want to know. I don't. I... Everybody should look at this and watch the audio, watch the video, listen to the audio, because this is. As factual as you can get. It's fantastic reporting. I think that this is an excellent learning tool. This report for every single school. Every single school should go through this and look at all the failures. Every single police department that could respond to a school shooting should go through this reporting and see where all these failures were made so that they are not made again. I also really think that someone should be held kind of accountable for this yeah. or we should know. I'd like to know. I mean, does this talk about 
why they they did all this? Why? No, none of them say why. I mean, they all say that, you know, uh, Scott Peterson was on the, you know, he's like, I would never let harm come to my kids. You know, uh, keep in mind, these are children. When was the last time you saw a freshman in high school? Yeah, they're they're kids. These are kids. Very small. That's what I I just don't understand. Multiple. Okay. The security monitor that hid. Uh Uh-huh. Fine. That's fine. You have a radio, though. Right. You know, you probably have a cell phone. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I didn't mention this. After the police got in there, the tactical police, Mm -hmm. their radios didn't work inside the building. (laughs) There's video, uh, body cam video of a cop saying, I can't key up in here. I have to go outside. What? So he can't even hear the instruction that's being given to him by the person who's watching the security monitors, which are 20 minutes behind anyway. Right. So here's my hang up. I have multiple things here. Right. If you don't think you could put yourself in harm's way, don't sign up to be a cop. I, any police officers, any cops that I know, I, I know that they would, they'd go in, they damn orders. They don't yeah. care. Like they would, that's why they're cops. The only person who gave the order to stay away was Scott Peterson long after the shooting was over. And this is an experienced <clears throat> cop, too. Yes, very. He's like he's like uh, decorated. Yeah. So I just don't... I don't... So for, for him, I'm going to get to him in a second. Okay. But for all these other cops that didn't go in... Look, I'm not saying that every man should be willing to do that. But I'm saying you should know yourself. And if you're not willing to die for these kids, then don't sign up. Right. If you're not willing to die for a stranger, you know, if you're not willing to jump in front of a bullet or a car or a train, then don't sign up to be a cop. That's your job. I was talking to my dad. He said, that's like a firefighter being afraid of fire. Yeah. (laughs) You don't sign up then. Right. I'm not saying I could do it, but I'm not going to sign up to be a cop. Right. You know, all all the cops I know would do the same thing, just like you said. And I mean, maybe this is, maybe this is bringing light to, to this because, uh, there have been a lot less. There, there's been a need for police officers. Uh, there hasn't been the draw to the job as much as there used to be. Yeah. And maybe these kind of things are bringing light to. Maybe it's why uh, people, the idea that maybe maybe not everyone's cut out for it. Right. Well, cops. People are realizing that cops are dying. Right. You know that's happening too. But yeah. You signed up true. for it. You know, people join the military. You become a firefighter. Whatever. You know, you're, you willingly know that you're putting yourself in harm's way to save other people. Right. Here's my thing with Scott Peterson. Okay. Very decorated, distinguished deputy. Let's say he panicked. Let's say he had a full-on panic attack in between these two buildings, right? Mm-hmm. Just own it, man. Just say it. Say, I panicked. I completely failed. I'm done. I had a panic attack. I could not move. Yeah, what's does he have what is what is his defense? Does he have a defense? Is he being No, he thinks that what he did was right. I was securing the outside of the building just in case he came out that one entrance. So he was standing by one entrance. I don't know that for sure. That's not part of the article. But he yeah, he he's never said anything to the sort of, you know, like I screwed up. I think he said like I'm sorry, I would never let I would never let harm come to my kids or something like that. Right. But like I said, 
you, you panic if you panicked and you couldn't move, just say that. Say I, I'd lie. It's like when freaking uh, what's his name, <laughs> the best cougar on Top Gun. Like I lost my edge, turning in my wings. Right. You know, I'm holding on too tight. Well, so was uh was Scott Peterson? Is he a member of the the sheriff's department? Yes. So to me. To me, it seems like, and I don't know, I have no idea, but it, it kind of seems like there's a major culture problem with the sheriff's department. Like they're like, overall, don't put yourself in harm's way. Like they're good old boy. Like it's definitely something because all of, when Coral Springs showed up, PD, uh-huh. they, they run past all the sheriff's deputies. They drive their cars past them. Right. And they're like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Right. You know, we're going in. Right, right. And there's video of them entering and seeing the coach who's dying and pulling him out, you know? It's, I don't know. Another one, the guy, the the deputy who put on his vest. No, 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 no. You don't get to decide to put on your vest after something starts to happen. Yeah. If you're going to wear a vest on the job, you wear a vest on the job. When shit starts to go down, you're not afforded the luxury of the time to put on your vest. What, what kind of a, well, in, in his defense, was he, do we know what kind of a copy? Because not all of them. I don't know. Like a detective. I think he was a deputy. Because uh, they don't all wear bulletproof vests for various reasons, like undercover or like plainclothes officers won't typically right. wear vests. And if he was something like that, then... He had a body cam on, That's, or, which is how we know. Or if he was at home and was just responding... He's a sergeant. Because they'll do that. They'll call for backup and maybe they don't... Or no, hang on. That was... Let me. No, I, don't, I don't know. I don't... No, you make a good point, though. And, you know, that's that's fine. I'm not, you know... Uh, I just want to see. It all does the, say who he was. I just want to see exactly. All the officers I know just wear their body armor, though. Right. If you're going to do it, then wear it. You know. If shit starts to go down, you don't. You don't get to say, "Hang on." <laughs> you know. Uh, so this guy's relaying. Hang on. Where is it? I yeah. I don't know what. Did you find anything about what Scott Peterson said? Um. No. Well, yes. But this might make you angry. Um, deputy. It was a deputy, by the way, that was uh, putting on the bulletproof vest. Okay. Go ahead. So, uh, Peterson, after the shooting, Peterson said in a statement that he heard gunshots, but believed that they were coming from outside of the school and not inside the building where the shooting took place. Do you think you could tell a difference between gunshots being shot 100 feet away from you inside a building or 100 feet away from you outside a building? I don't know. <laughs> I could, I don't, I've never heard gunshots inside a building before. That's true. But we're talking, you but, know, we're talking about steel doors are probably shut on this building. It, yeah. Well, do you want to hear what probably will make you mad? Yeah. Because he resigned after. I know he resigned. Uh, but he is receiving a pension, and I get t- okay. I do get torn on on pension benefits for cops who screw up. Uh-huh. I get torn on this because he 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 did spend most of his life right. And uh-huh. I know this is weird to hear. It's here. It's weird. You're hearing me kind of switch right. my tone, but I I'm not I'm not willing to condemn this man's whole life because of in action here what if he was always kind of a bad cop well i mean but he was decorated you know yeah but 
I don't know. Think I mean, about think about employees that you've worked with that are quote unquote decorated, and it's just because they had the but right. I, get, I do get torn on it though, because it's like, you know, if you have a a pension or a four hundred one k, and you screw up at your job, and they pull it, right? You know, do you, I, don't, not, I don't know if it's something we should dangle over cops' heads to perform better. Do you want to know how much he made, what his salary was that year? Go ahead. So the this the, the year this all happened, he made one hundred and one thousand eight hundred and seventy nine dollars. His base salary was seventy five, and the rest was overtime and other compensation. As a cop at a school, yes, yeah, cops should be paid more. I I know, but but this is why. But I'm saying that cops right. that is a lot. It is that is a ton. Cops don't make that much. No, like, they don't. I don't. They know. don't. And this is why they should be paid more, though. Oh, they well, should yeah. be paid more because they are the kinds of people who. Are, are altruistic, who would lay down their life for someone innocent, who would see something going wrong and intervene. His pension's $8,700 a month. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Maybe he was a good cop before. He screwed up here really bad. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to get into the politics of this, but I do have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think... Can you, you saw the picture of the school doors, of the classroom doors, how there's just, it's two doors right next to each other that go into. Yeah. They're just like, it's like safe space or uh, space saving way to put the doors. Right. Right. Do you think that it's easier or harder or neither to kill people through a window with an AR-15 versus a handgun? I... Well, it depends on well, – be, well, is there like metal mesh in the windows? Yeah. yeah okay. there's, normal... if there's metal mesh in the windows in an AR-15. No, it's very – it's a way more powerful weapon than any handgun. Well uh, – Maybe like a forty five. Well, I'm just saying that if you're – And obviously his clip was large. Right. His magazine was – he. I mean, well, I don't know how I many shots he I actually don't know fired. that it would – make that big of a difference from that range he's right there in terms of accuracy well you yeah. think about a classroom you know if we go back to the uh to the little drawing of where the people who are in the classrooms were shot most of them were in the middle of the classroom right or near the back there were a couple who were uh near the front but this wasn't like a virginia tech where he entered the classroom and began just picking people off in the front row. Right. right. Yeah, you look back at these, you know, these guys are back here a ways. So, I mean, how far do you think that is from that window to there? 20 feet? Yeah. And back to there, 30 feet? I don't I don't know. I don't know that it would really make that much of a difference. If you had a 9mm Beretta, you know, handgun, those are pretty freaking accurate. And... If you, as long as you're not like gangster shooting, like right. you know, holding if you're holding it right and shooting it right. So I've shot both. You've shot both. Yeah, I'm way more accurate with an AR-15. I don't know. I shot a clay pigeon out of the sky with <laughs> a nine millimeter. You did. you did. You know, I've had a handgun. I've I've tuned in the the sights, and I'm still way more accurate with with Danny's M4. Yeah. Than than I am with that handgun. Right. And I think if you're standing there on an axis. Your shoulder being the axis. Well, yeah, right? I mean, and you're you're going from door to door. 
you know, he fires eight shots into this room. Who knows? Actually, who knows how many he shot? This one room, he hits eight people. Right. Well, I mean, that argument, I don't know. That's kind of like a... He could have also brought in a shotgun and just sprayed a shotgun that you can buy at Walmart. And, true. And sprayed and hit everybody. That's true. So I, it's... I'm not saying it's the answer. Yeah. I'm just curious. There, I see it should be noted, too, that Chris Hickson um, was a coach uh, who is a hero. He was the athletic director and a campus monitor. He entered the double doors um, on the opposite side of where the gunman was and charged him but was shot and killed immediately. Mm. I know you can shoot and kill someone with a handgun. No, yeah, I mean... But he's pretty far away. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, if the far away shots, that's one thing, but I just... It's a very powerful gun. At the... When you're standing at the door, like, I don't... I don't know. I don't think that it makes that big of a difference. All right. I wanted to ask. I, I mean... I personally, I think it does, but I wanted to see. Well, yeah, I mean... You know? There's, I, there's no... There's no way to tell except re because <laughs> having it happen again, and, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could you could definitely uh, uh, what's the word? Yeah, I can't think of the word. Not reenact, reenact, <laughs> role play. Uh, no, yeah, reenact this. You know, because if you're shooting with a handgun, your extended elbows and your your core becomes the axis. Yeah, you're shooting with a rifle; it's your shoulder. You know, so and your head. I just think that when you're, I mean. And he could have gone they into all, the rooms. They're all cluttered. It's not like they're far apart. I just think that he was probably shooting. I don't know that he was. Was he even aiming? Like I don't know. I mean, it's pretty I accurate. Mean, it's it's true. He could have just been spraying. That's what I know. Maybe we can find um, if it's been released yet. How many total shots? That would be. So I also found out that Jan Jordan, the Broward Sheriff's Office captain. Uh, that was criticized as ineffective for her handling of the police response to Parkland shooting, uh, she resigned. And that one was a hard one to explain over the podcast. You should read the article. Basically, she could not figure out, for some reason, a way to set up a command post. Right. Where information could be relayed from department to department to the men on the ground. She just couldn't figure it out. She went into the building. Her walkie-talkie stopped working, so she went back out. And the cops on the ground are asking do we have a command post? Who are we supposed to be listening to right now? Basically, you know? And at one point, the sergeant with the video says, no one else talk on this frequency but me. Because he's watching video that he thinks is live. Right. You know? Uh, and Sergeant Brian Miller was placed on restricted duty. So I don't know exactly what that means, but... Uh, he fired 100 shots. So yeah, he was, he was pretty much... Uh, what well, you know, spray and pray is the right. Um, I just, I just would like that's, that's a side, that's a su- very side note. I don't want to make this political right. about the gun necessarily, but there, the failure here from all the people is way a big, way more of a big deal than than the gun. Yeah, I'd like to see this this uh, Sun Sentinel reporting go to. Everyone, everyone should see it. Everyone this, that has, I don't know, like this is bombshell. This reporting, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it. It should really minute by minute, it's really second by second. Yeah, you know that you can see exactly what happened and how easily he got away. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't even know how they caught him. I know that I know they caught him in a car, but I don't know how. I mean, I guess they knew who he was after right. it all ended. They said, "Oh, that's him." 
It's his name. You know what I mean? Right. And I saw on an article the other day that he's saying that he'll plead guilty to avoid the death penalty. And I say, you know what? I'm a Democrat, but you got to hang that son of a bitch. I think that we should have a that we should save death penalty for another time because that's uh, something I have mixed feelings Uh, about in general. I totally do. So anyway, maybe next time. I would love to lighten this up, though. (laughs) I wanted to talk about this because I think it's really important for people to know. I agree, and I think uh, before we go on to our break, I just think that uh, if you if you know people who are in work in schools or work in law enforcement, uh, direct them to this, you know, if if they're in a position to, to make changes, because this is a perfect example of how not to handle a school shooter. This is like a case study. This is something that should go. This is a case study. Like this should go down. The crappy thing is we learned all of this from Columbine already. Well, I mean, yeah, but this like, it's true. This was, there's a lot, of failures here. It's just true. a lot. Like oh, from, from the little things like can a security monitor call a code red? Right. Yes. Like, you know, sh- like make a rule. He should have never gotten to the building. I mean, no, I back a- after Columbine, the high school that I was uh, going to, they, they gave all the kids name name badges yeah. with pictures on it. And if you didn't have a name badge, then you were someone that shouldn't be in the school. Right. So you were taken out of the school. So... I'm. I don't know if that's the situation here, but you're right. No, the first guy, Andrew Medina. I hate to, you know, I'm. I'm not going to place blame on any one individual other than the gunman. Yeah. Uh, but he was in a golf cart. He yeah. could have easily ridden up, and be like, "Hey, hey, 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 what are you doing, man? What are you doing? What you got there? You don't. You don't go to school here. Can I help you find something? Classes yeah. are in session right now. You know. Um, it's just kind of weird, man. Yeah. So. All right. Well, when we come back, uh, we do have some pretty funny or interesting random headlines. I'm excited. They'll for make that. you think. Now that we've been on for an hour, <laughs> <laughs> we went from uh, from ice to, uh, to to. Maybe we'll throw a break in there somewhere, and we'll come back and record a little <laughs> a little break. <laughs> Uh, but when we come back, heavy babies, uh, cursing on Sesame Street, uh, and uh, Brian sings a share song. is a great day here on Sesame Street. Yeah, especially since we're the last neighborhood in New York that hasn't been gentrified. Until today, because our special guest is Hannah Horvath from the marginally popular but ignored in the flyover states HBO series Girls. Hey, do you know where I could find a cocaine dealer slash organic Vietnamese taco truck around here? Fuck me. Interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you these random headlines. This should lighten things up. It will. (laughs) It will indeed. Okay, so uh, I got three random headlines here, three news stories. Uh, The first one is out of Texas. All right. Uh, I believe North Texas somewhere. Uh, Dallas. Yeah, this is Dallas. Um... Now, you have a child. Yes. How much did your child weigh... When she was born, uh, I think she was eight six, eight six, eight pounds six ounces. I think. So, <clears throat> a newborn baby is breaking records 
uh, in Dallas at 14 pounds. Shut 13 up. ounces. I don't oh know if you've ever gosh. taken a poop that big. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> Dude, so my brother, yeah. he's a big guy. He's 6'6". Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He was 10'2". Yeah, and that's big. And my mom was tiny. She right. was like the size of our super big gulps here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so 14 pounds, how many ounces? 14 pounds, 13 ounces. Oh, that poor woman. Did they do a C-section? Uh, actually, I have some audio here. Oh, no. <laughs> As to uh, what... Uh, anyway, thanks for all the baby stuff. Hey, what's that big tarp over there? Oh, that was Chris's blankie from when he was a baby. Yeah, he was a big kid. Almost split Lois in half coming out of her. It's true. I never mentioned this because I don't want him to feel bad, but after he was born, they had to rearrange most of my organs. Oh, yeah, he dragged half a Lois right out with him. Yeah, the doctor said I'll be lucky if I live past 50, but... Chris is healthy, and I thank God for that. <laughs> just, uh, just Peter in the back there. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll split her in half. Yeah. So, uh, a picture of the kid. Yeah. Oh, man. So because of the size, and this is a girl, Allie, Allie, I think. Wow. Absidy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because of the size, the baby had to stay in the NICU for a week. Um, Why? Rapid breathing and low blood sugar. Just, oh, it's a boy. His health has improved since. Does it? It doesn't. Still doesn't say if it was C-section or not. Um. I mean, I'd like. Uh, does it, it not has, say? It has to be. It doesn't say. Uh, either way, I feel bad for the mother. Yeah. Whew, <laughs> that's man. a uh, that's a big freaking baby. What? So what? Is, this is in Texas. Yeah, in Dallas, in Arlington. What? Uh, you know, everything's got, bigger in Texas. We got some. <laughs> <laughs> we got some uh like gen mod food down there or you know it's growth just, hormone it's injected into thing. turkeys I mean, what didn't we say the other day that we've all started getting bigger in the last yes since the 60s or it something it was like we're all 25 pounds heavier and one inch taller so get ready moms start stretching <laughs> those uh vaginas because oh uh 14 pounds is going to be the new norm here in yeah. the future you need to do the opposite of uh, kegels. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> awful, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, our next story is uh, it's a national story, and um, you know you've heard um, what was it last year the the word where you can hear the word two different ways. Oh, I don't remember. What oh yeah, it was. It was uh, um. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then there was the blue, the blue dress and the gold dress. You're right. It's kind of amazing what our brains it do. It was like a frequency one, right? It was Yanni and Laurel. Right. Correct. And it was like they had one frequency was playing Yanni, Yanni, right. and the lower one playing Laurel. Right. Laurel. <laughs> so this is a clip from Sesame Street. Okay. Okay. And uh, should I not watch? Is it better um, not to? No, don't watch. Just listen. It doesn't, okay. It says it's not really relevant to. Uh, uh, I don't remember the name of this blue monster, but she's talking to um, Grover. Okay. Okay. And Grover has some, some language here. So let's hear what you... I hear, yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. Okay. You do hear that? Yeah. Man, bummer. So (laughs) the first time I heard it, uh, and it's so weird that your brain does this, but the first time I heard it, it sounded like Grover dropped the F-bomb. Okay, play it again because 
I have an idea. And now I can't hear it. I, I have an idea because I did this with the Laurel and Yanni, which is uh-huh. if you hold your headphones away from your head a little bit, oh. you hear the other one. So play okay. it again. I want right. to try something. Yes! Yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. Move it to follow you. Move the camera. Mm-hmm. Yes! Yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. I can't hear it. It's driving me nuts. Where was it? Like after the yes, yes? It's... It sounds like a, it's, it's, it's the whole, it sounds like a, it sounds like a fucking, <laughs> okay. it, he's, it sounds like he's saying that sounds like a fucking good idea. Like, like a effing good. Oh, what, what does he say? Hold on. It sounds like he's saying that sounds like a fucking idea. Okay. That, which like, makes more sense because yeah. that fits more with the syllables. Uh, but I didn't hear I still I, can't I, hear it. It's driving me crazy because the first time I heard it, I was like, oh my Whoa! gosh, Grover is swearing. <laughs> but now I can't hear it that way anymore. It's driving me nuts. Oh, man. So I don't know how to switch my Maybe brain. It's, it's like Orwellian. Maybe they went back and changed all the tape. <laughs> you know? Well, this is the this is the original. We never. We don't know. Oh, we don't know. <laughs> so, uh, if you if you listen to that and you did hear Grover swear, then uh, let us know. Hashtag fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I just. Maybe not that hashtag. I just. Move, it to I, you. move the camera. Yes. Yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. Man, I can't get it at uh, all. It just drives me nuts. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, maybe if I give it some time and then uh, <laughs> we'll circle back. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll be able to hear it again, but let us know if you hear that, it. That poor puppeteer is like, dude, no, 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 man, that's not what I said. <laughs> it's like Ron Burgundy, <gasps> <laughs> I am Ron Burgundy. Um, Great broadcast, everyone. Great yeah. work. <laughs> All right, the last story is out of Belgium. Okay, um, called the Belgian dip. <laughs> <laughs> so Belgium. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's a Belgian vape shop, and some guys come in to rob the bank shop, uh-huh. the vape shop. Um, and somehow, the owner is like, "No, no, I don't, I don't have any money. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. Like, we don't have no any money. No one's been in the vape yeah, shop. So he 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 literally convinces them to come back later. He's like, "Okay, you should come back <laughs> later and rob me at like." You know, six or seven this o'clock. This guy is like a like a hypnotist or something. I don't know. Power of suggestion. Yeah. So um, they leave, and they're like, "Oh, all right." Uh, and they come back. No, they come back at six, and he has the police there. And they arrest all of them. Unbelievable! How many were there? <laughs> I think there were two or three of them here, there and was- not one of them was like, "Hey." Maybe we shouldn't go back. <laughs> I guess not. Um, Are people nice in Belgium? Like they're like, oh, okay, yes, sir. I'd like. <laughs> I guess that's crazy. <laughs> he just has that tone of voice, you know, like. Uh, well, yeah, and I see. I had some. I had a video of it, and uh, he. Uh, like audio. Yeah, of the of the guy telling him to come back. I don't know if this is it. Uh-oh. Oh, it's in Belgian. Oh yeah, it is, huh? Ils m'ont montré exhibir des armes et me faire comprendre que j'étais en plein en plein braquage. Well, the way 1800, so I told them to come back at 6:30. I just. La police me dit, euh, Monsieur, ils vont jamais revenir. C'est pas possible. 
Et je lui réponds, euh, je pense que oui. So if you speak Belgian, then you know, you exactly, know exactly what's what he's happening saying. here. <laughs> Which I do, of course. Uh, who doesn't speak Belgian? Yeah. I had, the one I watched had subtitles. So his, his, his cameras probably don't là, do audio or something. Ah, where's the video? There is a video of the police getting him. Well, they're probably speaking Belgian anyway. It's not as funny when you can't understand. <laughs> By the way, this ad going on below. Yeah. Those those guys are nuts. Yeah, the vaping, the ring vape. Yeah, have you seen the guy that can make like, I don't know, it's like balloon animals? <laughs> I have not. It, some of these guys that vape can like, yeah, they make like a alligator B- balloon, out of balloon animal steam or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, there's a Geico ad. But anyway. Speak, you know what? Speaking of balloon animals, I went to Cirque last night. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was good. Cirque du Soleil? Which it wasn't, one was it? It wasn't a du Soleil. It was, uh, it was Cirque Magical Christmas. So it was, Cirque, it was a magic Cirque show. Jerk. <laughs> It was a magic show mixed in with Cirque performances. Oh, that's kind of cool. It was cool. Magic shows had... annoy me because I just want to know how it happened. And you can Google it all you want, but you'll never find no, the you'll answer. No, you'll never, you'll never do it. so mad. Um, they had this magician there um, that, oh man, what was his name? Sebastian? Oh, here's a video of him. him look, real quick. Oh, okay. Here, he's like, this is him saying to come back. Oh, he's like he's like touching he's like, them. Hey, he's hey, using hey, like guys, a, just seriously. You, you want to come back later, man? <laughs> he's like just, using a sales approach, touching him on the elbow. Yeah. And then uh, here comes the cops. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, uh, anyway, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, Cirque. Yeah, Cirque. Uh, I can't find this. Um, it, it was a sleight of hand magician. Didn't talk. He like. Just cards and, and mm-hmm. like a clock and stuff like that and smoke. It was the most fascinating thing I've ever seen. Of course. And infuriating at the same time, right? Yes, because it was live. It's not like video. I was right. watching it happen. And then and I was like, I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, Did he freak your mind? <laughs> <laughs> My brain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sebastian Nicholas. Look oh. up Sebastian Nicholas when you get a minute. Oh, my gosh. He's crazy? Yeah. Sebastian. Shit right there. Um, Go ahead. Shit right there. <laughs> so real quick i have uh one other thing to to, to, to go over okay uh are we doing a oh uh, yeah let's do it it's time are you are you ready for yeah oh i didn't know <laughs> <laughs> another installment of the onion or info wars the onion or info wars Are you ready? I am. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, Go I'm just reading these. <laughs> oh. Um, sometimes. Okay, the first one. Okay. Transgender throws tantrum, terrorizes GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. That's got. Uh, okay. Kotex introduces new confetti popper tampons for ringing oh, in the new on. year. 
that one's a little obvious, right? Know, Obviously, yeah. the tampons is the real one. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the confetti popper tampons are from the Onion satirical I, website. I know those are real because I have some. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me why. Long but. work days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but on Infowars, yeah. a news website, yeah. transgender throws tantrum, terrorizes GameStop. <laughs> um... Okay, before we're done, I want to show you. Gosh, we got way too many videos today. People are going to be like, people going to be pissed. Yeah, this episode is very uh, interactive. In- interactive. Yeah, interactive. <laughs> You're going to have to. Uh, oh, that's not what I want. You're oh, by the way, I saw weight. that uh, my uh, sister-in-law uh-huh. listened to well, the episode where we had the wakeboarding. Yeah, and informed me that her mom, my mother-in-law, <laughs> and her brother used to wakeboard with horses in canals <laughs> growing up so <laughs> yeah. it's like a thing huh? it's a thing all right i mean they did grow up on a farm with you know uh like seven kids and they, <laughs> they had like goat poop fights like they would literally catch poop out as it was falling out of the goat's butt and throw it at that their siblings <laughs> is really disgusting <laughs> i know it's gross why <laughs> That's what happens. It's the seventies. <laughs> well, that's what happens. That's the most. Rig- <laughs> it's the seventies, and you're on a farm. That's just you know, you catch goat poop. All right. I don't know. Okay, I've well, never done it. So here's a uh, this. I just want you to see how ridiculous this is. Okay. Since we're talking about shootings and stuff today, why not? Yeah. Um, this is in Brazil, and it's a car chase. Okay, and this is from a helicopter. Oh, what? A- no way. So they're just circling around. They're chasing after... And you see a barrel of a gun. Yes, there is a barrel of a gun. And they are chasing after a f- truck. Here's the truck right here, I think. Oh, that black... Is it the black... No, no, oh, it's that one. this okay. white truck right here. He's entering a roundabout. Okay, there's all sorts of other traffic. Yep. Uh, they're in kind of an industrial area, but at some point here they're going to get into a residential area. And... Uh, do our police have guns on their choppers? I, I don't think they do. Don't think that our police would ever do this. What kind of gun is that? Uh, it's a. Um, oh, okay. Dude, there was a passing car yes, right there. And this is why I have a problem with this. So they start shooting with a rifle uh, from this helicopter towards the truck on the ground. They got to be like, and there are people hundred feet up. There are people all over the place. There are cars driving, and now they're in a residential area, and they're still, they're still doing it. Oh and my gosh, right here, there's a person right there. Oh, they're just walking. Yeah, pushing a stroller. Yeah, and they're shooting from the helicopter. Did he get in? The car stopped. Yeah, the car stops. And Did he shot the block. I just am like, are you for real? Like. There's no other way to do this? You know, <laughs> I think the only other time I've seen someone shoot from a helicopter besides Vietnam. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I watched a video or a, like a docu-series once on like crazy snipers. Right. And a sniper that shot a guy like in the woods as he was, as they were like flying past because he had a gun too. Oh, okay. And he had to account for like the... The arc of the bullet because right. they were moving. Right. Anyway, crazy shot. <laughs> well, and I just don't see the 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 need for this. No, you're following him already. In 
That's the whole point of a chopper is that right. cars don't need to be there. I'm going right. to follow him and tell right. you where he goes. Like, there's no, absolutely no reason to be shooting from no. your helicopter. I mean, even if he was... Like, those bullets, as accurate as you can be, they're still... They can bounce. And they bounce. They yeah. go all over the place, and you're in a residential area. Like, his cars. First, his first shot was right as another car passed yeah. him. Yeah, and there could be, the helicopter could hit some turbulence. Like, there's a <laughs> right. number of things that make this completely ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's the whole point. Of a helicopter. It's like, it's like, no, we're running out of fuel. Take him down. <laughs> yeah. Like, unless this guy had a nuclear bomb in the back of his right. truck and all and, of humanity was at stake. And the guy in the chopper is Jack Bauer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or no one, one of the Navy SEAL snipers, SEAL snipers that shot yeah. all the Somalian guys off the boat. Then, uh, oh, my gosh. That's crazy. First yeah. of all, <laughs> we could do a whole episode just on those three guys yeah, no. accounting for the waves. Yeah. What? Come on. This guy is clearly not that much of a shoot sharpshooter. They have freaking heat-seeking bullets. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about. Watch Captain Phillips. <laughs> yeah, watch, watch Captain Phillips. There's three Navy SEAL snipers on the back of a aircraft carrier. Was it a carrier? Uh, yeah. Or is a big ship? It was a, boat, like a battleship. Yeah, it, yeah, it might have been a carrier. Shoot three Somali terrorists at the same time. Yeah, in rough waters. Yeah, it was crazy. And don't hit Captain Phillips. Yeah. Die, just, spoiler alert! I'll die Sorry. around him. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Anyway, lots of uh, lots of gun talk today. Lots of good stuff. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Sorry, I got a little heavy there, but it's doing important. Pigeons. And uh, doing pigeons. We are still working on our doing shirts. Yep. Um, they are in process. The design is done. Uh, yeah, I just have Spencer. to go find the stuff. It wasn't at the local Michaels, so I'm gonna have to go to Salt Lake or just order it on the internet. But it's probably better. Anyway. Know. Yeah. Well. Uh, you know, as always, the things that we are looking for, if you would, copy this link for this podcast and share it with a buddy or a friend. And if that friend messages us and lets us know that you sh- showed it to them, we're also going to send you both a Doing Pigeons t-shirt. Doing Pigeons. Yeah. Or what? whatever you want. <laughs> whatever. whatever you want, we'll send it to you. We want to get more listeners. We want to have more guests. Find us at the Artic Pod on every social media platform. Every. Well... Well, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. The ones that count. Yeah. So for episode 23, I believe. Yes. It's the Artake Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Spencer. See you next time.